Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 242 is entitled, What is Real? Implications of the Assumptions of Science 2. This is Part 11 of the series, What is Real? If you haven't listened to the previous 10 podcasts, you may find it helpful to keep the continuity. However, each podcast is independent and can be understood on its own. In Podcast 241, we discuss the first three of ten logical fallacies of science. 1. There is no intelligent design and no intelligent designer. 2. Life was created by accident. 3. Man is nothing but an accidental collocation of atoms. In this podcast, we shall continue with the list. Assumption 4. We live in an accidental universe. It is difficult to separate accidental life, accidental man, and accidental universe, so I shall bring them together and make them the subject of this podcast. A Christian would say that we should not assume that without God the universe would eventually create itself. It is more logical to assume that without God there would be nothing rather than something that it would be logically impossible for something as complicated as man or the universe to be created by accident. Theoretical science does not agree. In this podcast, I wish to show why theoretical science cannot sustain their argument for an accidental universe. Science appeals to probability. In this podcast, I shall show why that is not valid. The dichotomy is clear. Either man and the universe are created by intelligent design, meaning God, or they aren't. The question is, what is the alternative to intelligent design? There are two alternatives. One, accidental universe. Two, self-existing law. Science claims accidental universe. Accident is easier to debunk than appeal to law. It is easy to debunk because science isn't trying to prove something is true. They are trying to prove something is not true. They are desperate to prove that intelligent design does not exist. However, you cannot disprove the existence of God. It is not logically possible. Of course, you can't prove the existence of God either. Both atheists and theists must deal with that limitation. This entire series is entitled, A New Voice of Freedom. Therefore, let me point out why I spend so much time on science. The former Democratic Party has abandoned its roots. We no longer have a two-party system made of Democrats and Republicans. The Democratic Party has abandoned the Constitution and Bill of Rights and morphed into an amalgamation of theoretical science, atheism, and liberalism. They can no longer be separated. Atheism today is driving the Liberal Party. Climate change global warming, the war against fossil fuels, even partial birth abortion, which denies the right to life of a living human being, can be attributed to theoretical science, atheism, and liberalism. 
God is simply left out of the paradigm. American politics is coming down to those who believe in God and those who don't believe in God. We haven't reached the point where the left will admit that, but it is coming. Look how long it took the left to admit they were socialists. The liberals are the ones who want to remove the name of God from everything, including the halls of Congress, our coins, our Pledge of Allegiance, and even our patriotic songs. They are waging an undisguised open war against freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and Christian morality. Do not underestimate the words of Hillary Clinton, former candidate for President of the United States. Deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. Laws have to be backed up with resource and political will. All laws we've passed don't count for much if they're not enforced. Rights have to exist in practice, not just on paper. Deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases. What do you think those refer to? They refer to the teachings of the Holy Bible. They want to fundamentally change the religion of America. It is a declaration of open war by the left against Christianity, and it is going to get worse. It will eventually divide this nation. The day will come when all of us must answer Joshua's challenge. Joshua twenty four fifteen. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve whether the gods which your fathers served, which were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Science gives evidence for the existence of intelligent design, but theoretical science invokes the authority of science to say it is merely the illusion of intelligent design. It is appeal to authority, nothing more, for they have no proof, Show me one piece of evidence of an accidental universe. The fact that the universe exists is not evidence that it exists by accident. If anything, it is evidence of design. All order is evidence of the existence of intelligent design. The only alternative to accidental universe is law. It startles me that science clings to the impossible predicament of claiming accidental universe. Why doesn't science focus entirely upon law? It fits their paradigm. Of course, they have the problem of, where does law come from? But it all boils down to law anyway. They may as well admit it. Without law, there is no creation and no order. Law alone preserves, protects, and perfects our universe and our beautiful blue planet. Everything else is just talk. The reason, of course, that science does not focus entirely upon law is obvious. Law is the ultimate evidence of intelligent design because law represents perfect order. Science and religion agree on the existence of law, but disagree on the existence of the lawgiver, who is God. Science readily admits to the appearance of intelligent design, or the illusion of intelligent design, but they are afraid if they confirm the actual existence of intelligent design, they must admit that God exists, and that they cannot afford to do. It would interfere with their end goal, which is to transform America into a socialist and godless nation. The primary thing that separates theists and atheists is faith in God. Theists will ultimately win. God will remain invisible until the great appearing, and then it will be too late. Theoretical science as we know it will die, and truth will take its place. 
the theory of accidental man and accidental universe will finally be falsified. Christians will have their victory, and for the first time in centuries, science will be unfettered from the prejudice that has held them back. Science and religion will reunite, and Habakkuk's prophecy will be fulfilled. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Meanwhile, we are in great danger of becoming a permanently divided nation. This is more dangerous than the Civil War because compromise will not be possible. We will either remain a democratic republic or become a totalitarian state where power is centralized in the hands of a few. We will not have Democrats and Republicans. We will have liberals or conservatives, atheists or theists, freedom or slavery. Personally, I see no alternative but one. God created man and the universe through law. All laws are organized by God for the benefit of man. That is why I love practical science. They are dedicated to discovering temporal law, and the results are genius. Good Christians make good scientists, and good scientists make good Christians. Truth, regardless of its form, never contradicts truth. Every law discovered by man validates intelligent design. For the left to win, they need more atheists. To do that, they must prove that God is not our creator. The primary argument atheists use in arguing for an accidental universe is probability. The following contains my argument against using probability as an argument for the necessity of creation. We need to rethink probability, because atheists give probability a power it does not have. Probability has the power of prediction when large numbers are known but probability has absolutely no power of creation. Let's take a simple example. A penny has two sides. If you flip a penny, what are the odds of it landing heads or tails? We all agree it is 50-50 chance. We can trust the prediction because we have complete enumeration. A penny only has two sides. However, if a penny lands on heads the first toss, is there a guarantee that it will land on tails the second toss? The answer, of course, is no. Each toss is a new probability. In other words, each toss has a 50-50 chance of heads or tails. Probability to be used as prediction requires two things. One, a known history. And two, large numbers of predictable patterns. A pattern always emerges in large numbers. Nature is a great mathematician and has perfect memory. The primary problem with theoretical science using probability as their creator is that two things are missing. One, there is no history. Creation is a one-shot deal. The Big Bang just happened. The existence of life just happened. There can be no probability without a history. Two, improbability is too high. It is a wall that cannot be scaled. Science readily admits how improbable it was for life to spontaneously exist. But science is not willing to concede. Their prejudice against God is too strong, and the stakes are too high. It is potentially possible to toss a coin one million times and have it land on heads every time. But what gambler would bet on it? Not a rich one, I assure you. Yet science is betting on the creation of the universe as happening by accident, when odds against that happening are billions and billions of times greater than a coin landing on heads a million times in a row. Mr. Richard Dawkins, author of The God Delusion, dismisses the idea that an accidental universe is logically impossible by saying it only had to happen once. Translation, 
Anything can happen if it must happen only once. If that were true, the universe and everything in it would have collapsed long ago. It is a senseless non-sequitur that would make trolls, unicorns, leprechauns, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, pixies, brownies, banshees, genies, ghosts, and goblins, and long-legged beasties, and things that go bump into the night, all logically probable. Every fantasy could come true where anything is possible once. But there's another impediment. Prediction through probability after the fact has no meaning. Probability must come before the fact. For example, after tossing a penny into the air and having it land on heads ten times in a row, as astonishing as it is, is no longer a probability. It is an established fact. Las Vegas would not accept any bet after the fact, yet scientists want us to. For scientists, to use probability as proof of existence after the fact is in itself a logical absurdity. True science is based on prediction and then fulfillment. Naturally, science may use the effects to predict the cause or establish the conditions. However, science cannot end there. True science must then examine those same conditions and predict the effect, and then reproduce it in the lab, even if that lab is the world or the cosmos. Furthermore, they must be right every time. Who remembers the coal fusion fiasco? Predictability is necessary for scientific validation. For science to use probability after the fact, without the power of prediction, has no validity. It remains an unprovable theory. That is why evolution remains a theory. We are all scientists and prophets after the fact. You cannot predict that the sun will come up yesterday. It either came up or it didn't. To be valid, you must predict the rising of the sun the day before, which we can all do because it has a history. Science is based on the absolute consistency of cause and effect. Science is founded on induction and deduction. Someone said that immature science is based on induction and mature science is based on deduction. The inductive method has one tragic flaw. No matter how many times it is right, it is always subject to falsification, as Karl Popper explains so exquisitely. For obvious practical reasons, science ignores that possibility and declares as law any scientific advance, such as gravity, that has a reliable track record. Science then takes the conclusion of an inductive argument and makes it a law. It becomes the major premise upon which all of its predictions are made. For example, Induction Bill is mortal. Mary is mortal. Paul is mortal. Therefore, all mankind is mortal. Deduction All mankind is mortal. John is a man. Therefore, John is mortal. I suspect many Christians are smiling because I use the name John, since John the Revelator has the reputation of never having tasted death. So do Enoch and Elijah. Speaking of John, Christ said to his apostle Peter, John twenty-one twenty-one through 23 Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Then went the saying abroad among the brethren, that the disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him, He shall not die. But if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? But test the above syllogism against the following deductive syllogism used by Mr. Dawkins' conclusion as the major premise. Anything can happen once. A leprechaun only needs to happen once.
Therefore, we have leprechauns. Do you see the problem? From a scientific perspective, there was no one around to predict the creation of life, the creation of man, and the creation of the universe. Therefore, probability has no bearing as an explanation for the mystery of life. In the same vein, science may speculate, but they cannot predict the next stage of evolution. From a Christian perspective, I wouldn't worry too much about the next stage of evolution anyway. According to the Apostle Peter, the world is going to end in a giant heat death, but not the one envisioned by scientists. It is the one envisioned by prophets, where the wicked are destroyed, but the righteous preserved. Science is confusing the fact of existence with the speculation of probability after the fact. In other words, we know the universe exists. However, that does not, as scientists claim, mean that the universe exists by necessity. The reason science claims that the universe exists by necessity is simply because they refuse to believe in intelligent design. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.